And we'll read one verse of Scripture to us and uh, kind of launch into this subject today and try to give us three things that will help us to grow in grace. Three things that will help us to grow in grace. And uh, Peter writes here in verse number 18, chapter 3, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And uh, the... um, the work of the Christian life from the time we get saved and trust Christ as our Savior is to grow in the grace that God has given us and uh, to become more and more like Him. Uh, look with me in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 for a moment. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. And uh, let's look in verse number 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 3. <clears throat> Let's uh, actually let's back up to we'll start in verse one and come into verse three so we get the context. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. And then he goes on to give a whole list of things that uh, every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Uh, but the idea here in verse number or chapter number four that Paul gives <clears throat> is that whatever we he had taught them to do by way of uh, growing in the Christian life, that they were to abound more and more in it. We have the idea here of continuous growth. And uh, I don't know about you, but there there's the danger oftentimes in my life where you feel like you just kind of come to a plateau for a while and you don't feel like you're making a whole lot of progress spiritually. And sometimes there, you need to kind of stir some things up there. So I want to give us three things this afternoon from God's Word that will uh, help us perhaps in this area of growing in grace, making it uh, the pursuit of our Christian life, if you will. The first one we're going to find in 2 Corinthians, if you want to turn over there, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. And uh, we're going to look down in verse number 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 14. The first thing that I think has to take place in order for you and I to grow in grace in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ is to have the right motivation, to have the right thing that motivates us to grow in grace. If we don't see the need, if we don't have the desire to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, then at best we will give it just a, a mundane effort. Uh, we won't pursue it. It won't be something that we uh, run the race and press toward the mark in. Uh, but I want us to notice what our motive should be, what our motivation should be in this. As Paul speaks in verse number 14, he says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and he that died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. And he, he pretty well makes it very clear to the church at Corinth that the motivation for uh, living rightly, the motivation for growing in their Christian life, should be the love that we have from the Lord Jesus Christ for what He has done for us. We just spent the uh, last hour talking about uh, how that God has, uh, the last uh, preaching service, uh, how that God has given His Son for us, and that is a sobering thought. It certainly is something that is... Difficult for us to understand why, but we sit here as, as saved sinners, grateful, very grateful, and thankful for that. 
And uh, over and over again, uh, we find in Scripture the idea that we, uh, we ought to love Him for these things. These are things that ought to cause us to love Him more and more. And the songwriter wrote years ago, uh, we love Him because He first loved us. And um, uh, oh, how we love Jesus and songs like that nature. Uh, in order for you and I to be motivated to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe it takes a right love for the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to be... Uh, motivated by this thing. I, I've made this statement before because the Bible teaches us that we ought to obey because it's right. And if you cannot uh, grow and you cannot serve out of love, then at least do it by obedience. But the motivation ought to be because we love Him so much. I, I, don't, I don't want to uh, grow in certain ways in my Christian life just because I, I just think I want to better myself. I want to do it because I want to please Him. I want to do something that brings joy to His heart because I love Him. And uh, the idea here is that, that Paul's getting at is that the love of Christ should be the thing which constrains us uh, in this area. He says that the love of God constrained them in verse number 14. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And then he says that, uh, we, that they should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto Him which died for them and rose again. So this love is to constrain us to not live our life for our own selfish gain, but for the uh, glory of God and to do things that point men to Him. The second thing that we find that will help us grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ is in Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. <clears throat> Hold your place there. In Ephesians 1 and verse number 12, the Bible speaks of the fact that we should uh, be to the praise of His glory who first trusted Christ, in whom uh, you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance under the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of His glory. And so it tells us that we are, uh, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit of God when we get saved. And when that takes place, now look over to chapter number 4 and verse number 30, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 30, then we need to live in such a way that we do not grieve the Holy Spirit inside of us. And verse number 30 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. And so we ought to be motivated by the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. This comes oftentimes by way of conviction. Uh, some people say, well, how do I know when the Holy Spirit's leading me about something? One of the easiest ways to know is when we're convicted about something. That obviously is a work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Uh, there, is a, there is a peace that comes from uh, doing the will of the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I, told, I was talking to somebody just this past week on this issue that uh, oftentimes... Uh, people say, how, how do I know that this is God leading me to do this? How do I know this is the Holy Spirit's leading in my life? And the, the answer to that is, you'll just know. Uh, it'll be something that you will be so certain of in your heart. Uh, and the only way I know to say it is with the expression that the Bible uses, that our witness will bear witness with His Spirit. And that we will be able to understand the things when they are there is something that the Spirit is leading us in, then we will have an absolute assurance in our heart. There will be no question about it. Uh, it won't be something that we scratch our heads and wonder why. 
When the Holy Spirit leads, He leads very plainly and He leads very clearly. I, I get concerned sometimes when I hear people say, well, the Lord is leading me and I don't really know where He's leading me or what He's leading me to do. I think that there are times that He may test our faith on some things, but He always gives a direction. He always will lead in the direction that He wants us to go. And uh, so we find here in verse number 30 that we're not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And so we ought to, uh, if we're going to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, a lot of it is going to come by uh, what we, we use the phrase walking in the Spirit or being sensitive to uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I will, fi- I will tell you this, that we find a lot of His leading... Uh, does not come from life circumstances. Uh, we put, I think, way too much emphasis on being led of the Spirit by circumstances of life. Now, I have no doubt that when we pray for God to bring opportunities for us to share the gospel, that there are times He uh, determines circumstances to bring someone into our path. I have no doubt of that. But the vast majority of the time that the Holy Spirit is going to bring conviction to our heart and give full leading is during the time that we are spending reading His Word. We begin to know His will. We begin to know His heart. And the Holy Spirit oftentimes will confirm things and, and uh, lead in some areas in our lives as we're studying and, and obeying Scripture. And very important for us to know and understand. If we're going to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to have the right motive of loving God and trying to please Him. That ought to be our, our number one reason. If our number one reason to to uh, uh, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ is to become some super-Christian, uh, get a cape with an S and a C on it, and go around parading ourselves in front of other people and getting patted on the back for how great we are. We are not growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It needs to be motivated out of a love for Him and a desire to bring glory to Him. The second reason is, we, or the second uh, thing that we need in order for us to grow in the grace and the knowledge we found here in Ephesians, and that is through the leading and convicting of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives, through the leading and convicting of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. Look with me again in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. And let's look once more in verse number 19. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 19. Once again, Paul's speaking here, and he talks about grieving the Holy Spirit in the book of Ephesians. And here in Thessalonians he says, "...and quench not the Holy Spirit." Quench not the Holy Spirit. So the importance of following what the Holy Spirit uh, impresses upon us, and, and He oftentimes brings those things to light as we study Scripture and as we read His Word. The third thing in order to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, I think is found in 2 Timothy chapter number 3, a very familiar passage of Scripture. And verse number 16, which says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And here's the principle, that the man of God may be what? Perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I would call that being uh, growing in grace. All right? Uh, even though that phrase is not used here, that is what that process is called. That we become perfect or mature, complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And so we need to have the right motivation. That's the love for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. And thirdly, there must be an application of God's Word. Not just a reading of it and not just a learning of it. Uh, we, we talked the other night about not just memorizing, but learning it by heart. And the idea of it grabbing a hold of our heart, the truth getting a hold of our heart, and uh, becoming a part of us. And... Um, 
you know, somebody, somebody uh, said years ago about it's not how much of God we have, but how much of us God has. I, I think the same could be held true about God's Word. Not how much of the Bible that we have, but how much of the Bible has us. How much does it have our heart? Are we taking heed to it? Are we, are we putting it into practice? If we're going to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we can't just memorize Scripture and know the teaching of Scripture and be skillful in handling the Word of God, although those things are important. But we must learn to apply it. We must learn to live those things. Let's finish up in 2 Peter chapter number 1. 2 Peter chapter number 1. We must have the right biblical motivation. That must be from the love of Christ that constrains us. We must be led by the Spirit and following His conviction in our lives. And then there must be an application of truth. <clears throat> an application of truth. Look in First Peter, I'm sorry, Second Peter chapter 1, and let's look unto verse number 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins." If we lack these things, if we don't take and apply the Word of God to our lives, there will come a coldness to our Christian life. Our love for God, our motivation, our motivating factor of loving Him will dwindle. It will grow cold. We'll, we'll lose some of the zeal that we had for Him. Um, probably one of the, the greatest detriments to Christianity today is, is not so much people not reading Scripture, although it's appalling how many people do not read Scripture that are saved and named the name of Christ. But it's not so much the lack of reading of Scripture. It's not so much the lack of spending time in prayer. It's the lack of zeal for those things. It's the lack of diligence for those things. Because you all know, and, and I think we can all relate to this, we all know what it's like to go through the motions of and really not get anything from it. And so when it comes to knowing God's Word and reading God's Word, if we're going to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, if we are going to be sanctified from the time of salvation till we get to heaven, then there must be a love for God, an absolute undying love for God, and a desire to please Him. There must be a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and His conviction. And there must be, must be, a desire, a zeal to apply God's Word uh, to our hearts and to our lives. Uh, it's amazing to me how oftentimes the psalmist speaks of the Word of God in the Psalms. And when you read him, you often hear him refer to it being the delight, or it being his life. And the idea that he, he couldn't imagine not having the Word of God uh, to motivate, to guide, to direct, to teach. And the joy that he, you can almost hear the joy in his voice as he pens these words. that He talks about uh, greater, uh, sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. And uh, the idea of uh, the, the statutes of God being His delight. They're the meditation uh, of His heart, day and night. Uh, this idea of the zeal for God's Word. The zeal for walking with God. 
is the thing that I think ought to be continuously stirred and prodded and asked the Lord to help us with uh, so that we don't just, just fall into this trap of mundane study and kind of lackadaisical, uh, uh, you know, conforming, but that there genuinely be a heartfelt desire and a diligence, a zeal to take the things of this book and apply it to our lives. Three things to help us grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We must love Him unconditionally. We must love Him with all of our hearts. We must be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, and we must have an absolute desire and zeal to apply the truth of God's Word in our lives. If those three things will happen, then we will begin to walk in the grace and grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think it would be one of those things that we'll look back on and say every day is a little bit sweeter. Today is sweeter than it was yesterday. Uh, there's been a closeness that I've not known uh, ever in my life than there is today as we grow daily and we see God bring us into more conformity uh, of what He wants for us in our lives. So I hope that will help us uh, as we move forward. And uh, I've kept my word. I've not kept you long. All right? Let's pray. We'll be dismissed. Father, we do pray that you'll bless uh, the time that we've spent here together. Lord, a very small crowd. But Lord, something I believe that's a very important truth in our daily lives, that we would learn to grow, that there would be a desire, there would be a zeal. And Lord, may it be motivated out of our love for you, our desire to please you with all of our hearts. Dismiss us now with your blessings. Thank you for this wonderful Resurrection Day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.